Because portions of this true story may be frightening for younger listeners, we recommend parents listen first before sharing with their children. From Who's Your One, this is Kidnapped, a God Story. Episode 5, Drop to Your Knees. Angst is the German word for fear. The dictionary defines it as a feeling of dread, anxiety, or anguish. But the dictionary definition of angst says nothing about magnitude or intensity. Nevertheless, there is angst, and then there is 13-year-old Chris Carrier angst. Being kidnapped, stabbed, shot, left to die in the Everglades. I guess it goes with the territory. Three years after the events of Christmas 1974, Chris Carrier was spending almost every night inside a sleeping bag on the floor beneath his parents' bed. And then he was spending most every day looking over his shoulder or into a mirror. Such was the angst of Chris Carrier in the year 1977. There was obviously for those three years a deep-seated sense of insecurity and fear because any middle-aged gray-haired man just shy of six foot in an average build would get my heart rate going and unfortunately while i was a little bit older uh, the mug in the mirror that i'm seeing still is a, a kid with scars and a thought pattern that says, I'm, I'm not who I was and I'll never be. And then looking at my friends saying, I'm not on a par with them anymore. I'm not up to snuff, I'm not up to speed, I'm not, I'm damaged goods. It would be reasonable at this point to expect that what happened in 1974 would now and forever be the defining event in the life of Chris Carrier. But that is not what happened. Instead, in the late fall 1977, this is what happened. Raised in the church, raised in a godly home. Uh, I think I knew, in a churchy way of language, I knew the story, I knew the characters in the story. Chris Carrier went to a church youth event and heard a man speak. The man's name was Mr. Green, and the topic Mr. Green talked about was security. I don't know exactly what the trigger was, but something hooked me to say, here's where you're going to find a hope that allows you to sleep at night and not be overwhelmed with worry or anxiety or just flat out the fear of somebody coming through a window or kicking in a door. And so that night, it was as if the spirit just tugged on me and said, Drop to your knees and pray this prayer so that it is not somebody that I know about, but it is somebody that I know. And that night I prayed. I said, here is, here is my security. I couldn't find it in um, good officers of the law. I couldn't find it in loving parents that reassured me of their love and support. I couldn't find it in a community of friends 
or institutions that said, this will be okay, don't worry. I only found it through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I still had the same room, still had the same sleeping bag, but that transformation began to happen in me in which I realized God is here and he's in control. The name Chris Carrier was not well known in 1977 like it was in 1974. And Chris Carrier, the teenager, wanted to keep it that way. So when he decided to give his life to Jesus, he also decided he would tell no one what had happened to him three years earlier. But as it turns out, that was a secret too hard to keep. A good friend who was two years older than me, Jonathan, he's one of those guys that could just put his finger in your chest and and you said, yes, sir. Jonathan knew Chris's story. And one night in 1978, he dragged Chris into a room full of kids and gave him a command. Jonathan looked at me and said, tell your story. And that moment, clearly not where I wanted to be, not what I expected. And I'm sure I stumbled and fumbled through it, but shared exactly what I had seen in just the scary parts, the real parts, and the miraculous parts to say, I don't know why, but here's what happened. The next day, Jonathan dragged Chris into another room filled with more kids. And then, again and again, day after day and night after night, Chris Carrier began telling people what had happened to him. And as a result, I began to realize that the more I shared it, the more I realized the handiwork of God, the more I realized, I don't think there's any statistical odds for me being alive. You know, praise God that for six days over the week of Christmas, the temperature just happened to be probably in the mid-60s. That alligators that could have didn't pick up on the scent of blood, didn't come feast on a little kid. So God's providential hand right over me saying, No, you can't touch him. And he's going to be here for six days until I say it's time enough. And I think the more that I did uh, in terms of sharing that story, it became less of my story and more of a testimony to what he has done. Telling the story was good. It was even therapeutic in a Jesus really loves me kind of way. But there was one problem. Every time Chris told his story, without fail, someone would always ask, if you met your kidnapper today, what would you do? Somebody would would always come up and and ask that. And there's two types of, of answers for that. Clearly the one was, I would forgive him because that's what Christ would do. A good Sunday school answer. And the other, which was, I don't have a clue because I have no idea how my heart or my mind are going to play games on me. But let me add this, though. 
it was very easy for me to say, I would clearly forgive because as far as I knew, that opportunity will never happen. Chris would grow up to learn, you should never say never. From this point forward, Chris Carrier would live an exceptionally ordinary life. He went to college and went to grad school. He got married and he had kids. Whenever anyone asked, he'd tell them the story of what happened in 1974. Doing so became easier once he reached the age where he could begin his story with the words, a long time ago. But then, in late summer 1996, Chris received a phone call from the Coral Gables Police Department, and the investigator on the other end of the line dropped a bombshell. He said, one of our old um, chiefs who had retired from the local police department had come across David McAllister in a nursing home in North Miami and took it upon himself to go talk with him and to lay it all out on the line with him and say, look, the statute of limitations has run out. You have nothing to lose. Just get this off of your chest. Why don't you confess? David McAllister, the prime suspect in the case, the man Chris couldn't positively identify in a police lineup, told investigators, yes, it was me. And now, the Coral Gables police officer talking with Chris had two questions. He said, will you accept his confession so that we can close the case after 22 years? Absolutely. And then the question, he said, would you like to go meet with him face to face, you know, for the sake of closure? And that was one of those questions I, I never imagined hearing. I think for, for a moment, there, there must have been a, a dramatic or spiritual pause in which I kind of prayed and laughed and said, Father, did you set me up? <laughs> there was this sense of, You'd prompted me with all of those individuals, the one in the crowd for years that would say, what would you do if? And now you brought it about. And I don't know where I'm gonna go with this. What do you say to a guy who the last time you saw him put a bullet through your head? Coming up on the next episode of Kidnapped, a God Story. Mr. McAllister, blind as he was, rolled over in that bed, grabbed my hand as if he could have seen it. And with, through the tears and the difficulty, said, I'm sorry. 22 years after David McAllister and Chris Carrier first met, they meet again. I said, Mr. McAllister, I want you to know there's nothing between you and me except our newfound friendship. But for Chris, one short visit and one apology would not be enough. That was a Wednesday night. On that Sunday morning, I remember rolling over and telling my wife, honey, I gotta go. I have to go see Mr. McAllister. There was one thing Chris Carrier still had to say to David McAllister. That's on the next episode of Kidnapped, A God Story.
Episode 6 of Kidnapped, A God Story drops in two days. But if you don't want to wait, you can listen to all the episodes now and check out photos, videos, and other bonus material at whosyourone.com slash kidnapped.